Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen, amen. I want to welcome everyone to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Bible Study. Hallelujah. I'm your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. And first and foremost, I want to give God all the honor and all the praise. He's allowed me to see another day that I'll never see again, nor have I ever seen before. So, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to do the best I can in this day. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us know we're not promised tomorrow? So we better live today like it's our last. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you ever thought of this? If it was your last day, you, you left the doctor's office and they said you just got until the end of this day to live. Amen. How many of you, hallelujah, would change the way that you have lived this day? What would you do differently? Amen. Well, whatever that thing is, begin to do that anyhow. Okay. Do it anyhow. Most of us would forgive folks that we, we had uh, 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 odds with. Uh, uh, most of us would have spent a lot of time with our family, even those family members that we never want to spend time with. What would you do differently if you knew this was your last day on the earth? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Ah, yes. So what I'm going to do, I want to just go over some, some house cleaning here real quick. Hallelujah. Let you know what we have going on. Uh, Monday nights here at MBKI. We have nothing. <laughs> uh, hey, man, we don't have anything going on. We used to, but to, uh, we're changing some things up. Hallelujah. So Wednesdays, today, we do have uh, Kingdom Encounter, our Bible study. Amen. 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, uh, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern at the number in which you dialed 515 Nine three nine, hallelujah, glory be to God. And uh, on Thursday, let me see, you know, Wednesday, Friday, excuse me, I'm sorry, Friday, hallelujah, we have our beta mentoring, glory be to God. And on beta, it's a place where up and coming uh, evangelists, uh, prophets, apostles, uh, teachers, preachers, hallelujah, are able to come forth. And exercise their gifts. How many of you know that uh, individuals need to have a platform to exercise their gifts in front of folks to build the confidence within themselves? Hallelujah! With the gifts that they were given by God. Amen. You're going to do it inside before you take it outside. So we want to give you a, the opportunity to have a platform. Hallelujah! To perform from, or not perform, but to exercise your gifts from so that you're able to build the confidence you need to fulfill the purpose that God has called you for. Amen. Glory be to God. And then on Saturday, we have uh, one hour of power, the hour of power. This is our one hour intercession. My wife, uh, prophetess Donna Baxter, hallelujah, will take you to a whole nother level, whole nother place. Amen. Glory be to God. So come join us. Hallelujah. Number again, 
1-800-273-8839. And the time for our power is 12 noon Pacific, hallelujah, 2 p.m. Central, and 3 p.m. Eastern. Hallelujah. That's on Saturday, hour of power. And then on Sunday, we have My Brother's Keepers. Hallelujah. This is our men's ministry. Glory be to God, where we're uh, going through the measures of a man. Amen. How many of you know that it takes that it, that it takes uh, it takes that it takes um, it takes a lot uh, to become a mature man. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we're going over the qualifications. Hallelujah. Of what it takes. Of what it takes. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I'm going through some uh, technical difficulties or some sound going on in the background. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What we're going to do real quick, we're just going to move to a song real quick. Hallelujah. We're going to let the anointing come and fill this room. Hallelujah. We're going to let the anointing come and fill this room. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Father, you're so faithful. You're so holy. You're so perfect. You're so near. You're so near. You're so close. We acknowledge your presence in this place. Father, we acknowledge your presence in this place. We thank you for the opportunity to be close to you. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing to the earth. Hallelujah. Creation is groaning, awaiting for your sons and daughters to realize who they are. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be a part of a movement that's awakening sons and daughters. Hallelujah. That's awakening the dead. That's awakening the sleeping soul. Hallelujah. We thank you for the resurrection power that's in worship. Hallelujah. We thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your spirit. That's the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the same spirit and the same power that lives inside of us even now as we worship. Father, we worship from our spirits. Hallelujah. Not from a hey, not from a fleshly place, but from our spirits. We worship from our souls. We dig deep wells of worship. This is all about you. This is all about you. This is all about you. No one is the star. There's no celebrities. There's no one man. It's only about Jesus. Hallelujah. It's only about Jesus. It's only about Jesus. You are our attention. You are our focus. You are our one desire. Father, it's you. Jesus, it's you. Savior, it's you. Master, it's you. Holy, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, as we sing these songs tonight, as you've done before, let it not just stay in this room. Let the purity and the power of these songs resonate resonate in hearts all around the world. Let your presence that we house in this room Let it be on every lyric. Let it be on every melody. Let it ride on every word. Let your presence be made manifest in every home that this hour is played. Father, we're asking for more. We're asking for We're asking for more. We're not satisfied with what has been. We are asking for more of your presence. We are not content with what has been. We are asking for more of your glory, more of your power more of your spirit. Father, we pray for these minstrels, every leader that sings, every minstrel that plays tonight. Father, would you play and sing through them? Lead their hands, lead their 
uh, speak in their ears, even play out new melodies in their ears. Let the sound of heaven be so loud. Open up their spirits to be more sensitive and aware of what you want to do in the music realm, Father. Lead us tonight. We are nothing without you. <laughs> we are nothing without you. There's no artistry. There's no math. There's no anything. We are nothing without your hand and your grace. For it's not by might or by power, but by your spirit. Put your spirit on this thing, Father. Put your spirit on this thing. Let your pleasure be known and felt. Hallelujah. Let your pleasure be known and felt on these songs tonight. We desire to make you smile. Just for 15 seconds, just fill this room with worship. Come on.
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We give you all the praise and honor, Father. We thank you for being God and God alone. Glory be to God, Father. We just pray as we continue forth in this episode of spiritual warfare that your spirit, Father, may have his way. Glory be to God that we may, hallelujah, receive what it is that you have for us to receive in this hour, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords and getting us, hallelujah, out of and into the things in which will bring us victory, that will bring us victory through your son, Christ Jesus. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you glory. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone that is tuned in. Hallelujah. We're going to be going to the book of Ephesians. Amen. Ephesians. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to find where we're going here. Just give me one minute. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you know that the enemy wants to kill you? How many of you know that the enemy wants to kill you? Amen. You woke up this morning. Hallelujah. Looking at the clock with one eye. And the enemy had you in a chokehold. Amen. We need to learn how to war in the spirit. We must learn how to fight against the enemy. What we're doing is we're fighting wars against people when people aren't the problem. Amen. It's the spirit that is using the individual that is putting us in a position of coming against our brothers and our sisters when it really has nothing to do with them most of the time. Some of the time, yes, but most of the time, no. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verse 10 is where we're going to start. Amen. The Bible reads, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'm going to repeat that. We wrestle not against people. We wrestle not against our family members, our husbands, our wives, our sisters, our brothers. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God is blessed, and we just thank you for it, Lord. I pray that you Hallelujah. Calm my spirit and put me behind the cross. Hallelujah. That your spirit may have his way. That the word will be delivered with power and with might. And that whatever it is that you want to get across to your people, Father God, it will come through this vessel in a way that they will get what it is you have for them to receive. I thank you, Lord God, for deeming me worthy enough to share your word with your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. And amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against powers, against rulers of darkness. Hallelujah. These are the entities that we are 
fighting or wrestling. Amen. Glory be to God. So we must understand this when we are arguing with our friend, with our family member. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That it is not them. See, we're in a season of thanksgiving. We're in a season of gratitude. And tomorrow is supposedly a day where we come together as a family and we sit and we eat and we uh, 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 just love on one another. Amen. But there's always those family members that we have an ought with. Family members that we don't want to see and it's hard enough putting up with them once or twice a year. We just don't want nothing to do with them. But it, but if you really look at it, why is that? Why is that? The Bible says we don't wrestle against people. It's not them. Maybe it's a, a behavior, an attitude. Hallelujah. Maybe it's their lifestyle. But it has nothing to do with them. Remember, we all come from the same father. We all carry. Uh, uh, let me re, let me retract that. The Bible says that we were made in his image. So if we're made in his image, that means that everyone is made the same. But as we come into the world, we conform as we're dealing with spirits and principalities. They tend to uh, take us over as we fall into sin. We open the doors for particular uh, principalities and powers to uh, take uh, take us over or to uh, use us in ways that has nothing to do with our character. Amen. Glory be to God. So we must understand that we are in a war. We're in a war. And this war is a war that you can't throw in a white flag and say, I'm done or I quit. Or I forfeit this fight you're in, you're going to be in until the day that God takes you home. Amen. My question to you is, how are you doing? How are you doing in the fight? Are you winning more than you're losing? Are you overcoming more than being pent down and paralyzed in fear? Hallelujah. See, this is the time that we must understand our opponent. This is the time that we must learn how to fight. This is the time that we must learn that we have the power. The victory has already been won, people. Jesus did this on the cross. So everything that the enemy is trying to do has already been defeated. But what happens is we sign up for it because the only place he can hit us is in our mind. So when he takes our mind and we begin to act out of our emotion, as we agree with whatever it is coming into the mind, we're coming to agreeance into an agreeance with the enemy. Amen. And so when we come into agreeance with the enemy, we're giving him access to our mind, to our will, and to our emotions, and then to our actions, to our soul. Amen? Hallelujah. So how do we overcome this? What do we do? Now, we've gone over a couple of weeks, I think three or four weeks, of spiritual warfare, of the, uh, 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 the weaponry that we have to fight. Amen? Most of the weaponry that we have to fight are defensive. But we have a few offensive weapons. We have the word of God. Hallelujah. That cuts. We have prayer. Amen. We have fasting. These things are offensive weapons that we can use to overcome and overthrow the enemy. But my question to you is, are you using them? You see, you can't use the word if you don't know the word. Amen. You can't use the word if you know it, but you don't believe it. Amen. So these weapons that we have are very uh, tactical as well as uh, powerful. So let me ask you, why are you losing 
the fight. Why are you losing the fight? Now, no, we're not going to win every battle. But like I asked you, are you winning more than you're losing? Or are you losing every fight, every battle? Are you giving in to everything that hits your mind, that woos your emotions? See, the thing about Satan is he comes after your emotions. He comes after your emotions. He hits the emotional place. See, God wants to hit your spirit, your spirit to bring conviction. Satan wants to hit your emotions to bring condemnation. Amen? So if you always feel condemned, then the enemy is coming after your emotional uh, nature and, and you're responding, you're giving in. Amen? So you have to know the difference between a conviction and condemnation. When we do commit a sin, we should get convicted that would lead us to repentance, not condemned, amen, because we can ask God for forgiveness and be forgiven, amen, and if you've done that and you're still being condemned, don't give in to that uh, word or whatever it is that may be coming to you to draw you into that condemnation that wants to take you back to what you did five years ago, that thing you did. Five years ago, and you still are feeling a certain way. That's the enemy coming at you. I'm just kind of explaining some of the ways that the enemy moves, how he how he moves to get us to fall out of a faith. Hallelujah! Uh, Still our joy, Amen, and to take our peace. This, these are some of the things that he does. So let me ask you this. How do you know when you have reached an advanced battle state? Now, you've been in the ministry for some time. Amen. But how do you know that you've reached an advanced battle state? That you're not just a private in the military of God's army anymore. You know this when you are no longer yielding to his usual everyday temptations or indulging the flesh on a regular basis. You know this when you are no longer yielding to the usual everyday temptations. The everyday temptations that, you know, we, we, we all deal with. Traffic, if you if you drive to work every day and you're dealing with traffic and, you know, the traffic has you yelling and screaming and cursing and wanting to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know, uh, if you're a man and, you know, you're, 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 you're lusting after women or if you're a woman, you're lusting after men or watching porno or the everyday type of temptations that gets us caught up in the sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the flesh on a regular basis, when we are sharing our faith, disciplining another and extending the kingdom on a regular basis, then Satan starts a more subtle, subtle approach that many do not recognize as spiritual warfare. So he begins to come in a different fashion because just the regular old way, you, you, you beat that. You understand that. You, 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 you've learned to overcome that. So now I must come in a sophisticated way that you may not be able to pick up or understand. Amen? He is actively working to hinder us from doing God's will. So what is Satan doing in your life over and over again? Pulls you from 
doing God's will? What does he he do to uh, bring forth uh, uh, um, anger or 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 what does he do to make you go smoke a cigarette or 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 to to, to what is it that he does? These things. These things that he's doing are preventing you from moving in the will of God. And in that, it prevents you from fulfilling your purpose in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Busy. Busy. See, people think busy stands for, you know, I'm just running around, just running around, just running around. I'm just a busy person. But busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. Are you under Satan's yoke? Too busy for God's kingdom. Too busy for God's kingdom. Too busy under the yoke of Satan. Because you're not fighting. You're not fighting. Hallelujah. Satan can attack with temptations to sin or can hinder your effectiveness by offering good things in place of best things. What am I saying? You can you can look that up in, in, in Acts chapter 6. He can give you something good when God has something better. You see, he can give you a job that's good, but maybe God has something that was better. Amen. See, let, 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 let me let me let me go over how how can we fight against this type of attack? How can we fight against this type of attack? Amen. Because we all don't want to be busy. We don't want to be under Satan's yoke. We want to live a life of freedom, salvation, freedom. Hallelujah. How do we fight against these attacks that come from Satan? First, set your mind on Christ. Do you understand that your mind was meant to be a a place to download from heaven? God can speak to you, and then from what he tells you, then you would be able to move into. But what has happened is we've taken our mind, and we use it for what we want to use it for. Just take a look at what goes through your mind, a whole bunch of mess, stuff that really don't mean nothing or nothing. Amen? Set your mind on Christ. Set your priorities. Here, let me show you what I mean. Go to, go to, go to Romans chapter 12. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Now, you, we should know this one. Uh, it's a very popular uh, verse here. Amen. Amen. The Bible reads in verse, or chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, your reasonable service, your reasonable service. Amen. I mean, it's the least you can do for everything that he has done for us. Verse two, and be not conformed. To this world and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Get that? Set your mind on Christ. Because when your mind is on Christ, it has the ability to be transformed into the things of Christ. But when your mind is on the world, 
you find yourself behaving as such. You know, my dad used to say, if you want to be a knucklehead, hang around a bunch of knuckleheads. Amen. Hallelujah. What you think is what you become. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're thinking about uh, being a lawyer and it's heavy on your mind, you can be that lawyer because you are. Uh, 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 it, it's a desire. It's it's something that you're desiring to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we are conformed, we need to be transformed. We've been conformed by the world. We need to be transformed back into a mindset on Christ. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's go ahead and go to Ephesians chapter four and twenty three and see what it has to say pertaining to this topic. Amen. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Amen. Spiritual warfare. Glory be to God. We must learn how to fight in this time and season that we're in. We're going to Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 23. In verse 23. Amen. Glory be to God. And it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So this lets us know that the enemy is going to come after our mind. So how are we going to fight against the attacks of Satan? One, set our mind on Christ. Renew our mind in the spirit. Amen. Stay focused on the things of God. Hallelujah. So that the enemy does not have a, a pathway uh, to come in. Our mind is not caught up in a bunch of things that have uh, 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 negative things or oppressing things or things that are not of God because that is putting us into an agreement with Satan and then he can come in and have his way because our mind is set and waiting for more negativity or more lies. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's go to Philippians 1 and 27. See what it says in Philippians 1 and 27 pertaining to the topic at hand. Glory be to God. 1 and 27 reads, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. I'm going to stop right there just for one minute. Because it's talking about your conversation. Do you understand that words have power? So what you are conversating about is saying, make sure that it is becoming of the gospel of Christ, of things of God, that whether I come and see you or else be a base, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, Striving together for the faith of the gospel. One mind, keeping our mind upon Christ. So we just went through three uh, different scriptures from three different books, and they're all saying the same thing. Keep your mind on Christ. Amen? So that is a major, major uh, 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 weapon that we can use to win the battle against Satan. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number two, let's take a look. Our words and actions are the truest reflection of what we believe. Our words and actions are the most truest reflections of what we believe. At the same time, it allows us to build up others and protect them from attack, or it takes them down and makes them more susceptible to attack. Amen. Your words have power and your actions speak louder than anything that you can say. Amen. Here, let's go to Colossians chapter three and verse 16. Let me show you Colossians chapter three and verse 16. Glory be to God. It says this, nevertheless, whereto we have already attended, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Amen. So the action is the walking. Amen. And let us mind 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the words because uh, out of the mind, out of the heart, a man speaketh, says mind, because we think before we speak. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go to First Thessalonians with me. Chapter 4 and verse 18. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. Glory be to God. First Thessalonians. Chapter 4 and verse 18. Hallelujah. And it reads, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to use words to comfort one another, not to put each other down. Amen. See, so these are some of the things that we can use, hallelujah, to overcome the enemy. How do you talk to people? How do you talk to people? What are your actions? Amen. Because these things are able to keep the enemy at bay if we follow the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Second Timothy, go to there with me. Uh, chapter 2 and verse 13. Second Timothy, chapter 2 and verse 13. Hallelujah. This reads, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Or, let me read it from this version. If we turn away from him, turn away from us. He cannot do anything that is against his own nature. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? He cannot do anything that is against his own nature. Words and action. Words and action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three. Manage your time so that you you your time is not managed for you. Amen. Manage your time so that your time is not managed for you. What do you mean manage for me? Who else is going to manage my time? Satan would love to be in charge of your time. See the tyranny of the urgency keeps many Christians from doing what God would have them do, and they are completely unaware of the fact that they are so ineffective. Satan has the ability to distract you, to have you doing things that just is like a like one of those hamsters on a wheel, just spinning and spinning and spinning, not doing or not going or not being effective. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to learn how to manage our time to where we can be effective. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and 12. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and 12. And it talks about uh, managing our time. How are you got? How are you in managing your time? Do you find yourself running around and not getting things done? Are you being distracted, pulled from one thing to another? How are you doing in managing your time? Or is Satan managing your time for you? Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 11 in chapter 13 of Romans. It says this. Hallelujah. Let me get back to this other. All right. There we go. Bam. All right. All right. All right. All right. And it says this, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light, time, time. It's letting us know that it's high time that we awake out of our sleep. Amen, amen. How many of you are asleep? What do you mean? 
Well, they call it straddling the fence. You know, you 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 you're over here and you're over there and you're bouncing there and you're over here and this that and the third and all this that and the third. But listen, the scripture tells us here that knowing the time, that now it is time to awake out of your sleep. For now is our freedom, our salvation nearer than when we believed. When we first got saved, it's near. It says the night is far spent. Okay, that means the night, the darkness, what the the lifestyle. We we've been there for some time. Now the day is at hand. Amen. The, the, the Christ is coming. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Put it aside because it's time, and let us put on the armor of light. Christ. Put on Jesus, the armor of God. Amen. Time. Time. Glory be to God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. Hallelujah. And that reads, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are are evil. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, time, if we don't know how to manage our time, Satan's going to manage it for us. We don't know the day or the time that Christ will be returning. Amen. So how are you spending your time if you don't even know the time that Christ is coming back? Are you doing your own thing? Assuming that the time is far off, but the Bible says we don't know. So why don't we spend our time in a effective way that's going to ensure that we are able to spend eternity with our Father? Amen? Time is short. Time is short. Go to James 4 and 14 with me. James 4 and 14, hallelujah, it reads this, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? Is it even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away? Hmm. Hmm. That's something. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that from uh from the from the uh, uh, amplified. I want to read this from. The, ooh, that, this is good. You do not know what will happen tomorrow. Your life is like smoke. Smoke appears for a little while, and then it is there no longer. So why do we put off things? That we can do today. Why do we say, "Oh, I'll do that tomorrow," and we ain't, we don't, we ain't promised tomorrow. Time. We take advantage of time. We think that we know time. Do you know when you were born the time that God had given you to live upon the earth? Do you know the time that Christ? is going to return to the earth. The Bible says, hallelujah, that you can look up in the sky and, and look and tell time, but you can't tell the time of when Christ returns. So can you really tell time? So why not live a life of time management to where you're able to do what needs to be done and be effective and not ineffective. Amen. See, the enemy will manage your time for you. Glory be to God. Listen, number four is managing your money. Managing your money. For the greatest kingdom effectiveness, 
managing your money. If you can manage your money, you will be very effective for the kingdom of God. Let me ask you, do you belong to the Lord? If so, all that you have belongs to the Lord. It's not your money, it's his. You are using your wealth as a resource for the kingdom. Tithing is the beginning place in this endeavor, not the finish line. Tithing is the beginning place in this endeavor, not the finish line. Amen. Turn to Matthew chapter six and twenty-four with me. Let's let's see what the what uh, Matthew wrote in the Gospels. Amen. Matthew chapter six and verse twenty-four. Glory be to God. Manage your money. How are you with money management? The Bible says this: a slave cannot work for two masters. At the same time, you will not like one of the masters, but he will love the other master. He will always say good things about one of the masters and say bad things about the other master. You cannot have God as your master and have money as your other master. It's either one or the other. It's either one or the other. Money is not the root, or money is not evil. It's the people that have it. It's what money can do to the minds of people. You know, people could be so self-centered and so about me, 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 that they'll do anything, anything to get it. Amen. There's individuals that have a whole lot of money, but they're still hoarding more money. And I believe for the fear of having to live a life of trusting in God. Hallelujah. You see, when you have money, it makes it harder for you to put your trust in a God because you feel like you are a God because you have money to buy the things that you desire. You see, if you go to some of these third world countries, they're praising and worshiping God and praying to God for food, for for shoes, for for that it doesn't rain, that a tornado doesn't come through. I mean some serious things. And they're really getting these things done. But here we are in America praying for some of the craziest stuff that don't make no sense. And we don't even believe it. You know, Pastor, a friend of mine told me, he said, he said, you know, if you're going to pray for me and, and not believe it, please don't pray. Because faith without works is dead. And if you don't have faith in what you're praying, it makes no sense. Ain't that right? Amen. Glory be to God. You cannot serve two masters. You're either going to serve God are you going to serve money? And people have tried to serve them both, and it don't work. It don't work. We're talking about managing your money. A person that manages their money can be very effective in the kingdom of God. They can be very effective in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they would give their money in their tithes and offerings into the kingdom of God. Why? To further the kingdom of God. See, I truly believe that the word of God is free. Why? Because it was downloaded for free. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't pay for it. You know, God gave it through his word freely. So why should you have to pay for that? Amen? Why are you buying books and and, and all this stuff of of words of 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 of, of the things of this uh, word in a book and you're paying for it, amen. Now ministry cost. 
It costs to maintain. It costs to grow a ministry. It costs to go to third world countries. It costs to supply food for the needy. It costs how to have an orphanage. It costs. So these things cost. And it's through the people because the church is not the building. We are the church. So if we are the church, it takes the church to build the ministry in the church. And that comes from tithing and your offering. And that makes the kingdom effective. But what we have done is we have allowed the, these false prophets and these false teachers to come in to the church and to begin to manipulate, manipulate the money that comes into the storehouse. Amen. And what it's done is it's made people assume that every pastor, every ministry is this way. So I'm not giving my money to no one. But what it's doing to you is it's making you ineffective for the kingdom of God and you call yourself a Christian. Go to Mark chapter 12 and verse 41. And we're going to read from 41 to 44. Mark chapter 12, verse 41, and we're going to read to 44. Amen. The end of the chapter. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And it reads, uh, 41, okay. And it reads, and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. Amen. Verse 42, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a feather. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living or all her savings. Amen. So we see these individuals that have all this money and, you know, they give and, and, but they're giving out of an abundance. They're giving out of an abundance. Amen. The, if you remember the rich young ruler and Jesus said, hallelujah, uh, uh, to go and sell all of what you have and give it to the poor. And he couldn't do it. So what, these rich individuals are putting into uh, the treasury, why don't they take that for themselves and give the church the bigger part? Would you be willing to do that? Just take and give the $1 or $2 that you give into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Take that for yourself and take the fifteen dollars or $20,000 that you have in your savings and give that to the kingdom of God. Amen. But you do that. Mm-hmm. Amen. First Timothy 6 and 10. Go there with me real quick. First Timothy 6 and 10. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some covet after. They have erred from their faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So many have, for the love of money, allowed it to pull them away from the faith. To pull it away from the faith. You get some individuals that tend to go back to a lifestyle uh, because they are not satisfied with a paycheck. They would rather 
go get the quick money to buy all the things that they desire, but they're being ineffective. They're being ineffective. Amen. For the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. See, the thing that we must realize and understand is that we are not from this earth. We are from heaven. Hallelujah. God's kingdom. So as God owns all things upon the earth, even the money is his, we're taking what he's giving us that he is wanting us to put into his kingdom on the earth, and we're using it foolishly. We're using it foolishly. Amen? You see, it doesn't matter what goes on with the money once you pay it into the ministry. You've done your part. The blood is off your hands. Now it's on the church's hands, the leader's hands, the treasurer's hands. Amen? And if they don't do right by the money of God, it's not going to affect you. It's going to affect them. You've done your part. My question is, are you doing your part. We're in a time of a pandemic. There's people hungry. They don't have money for, 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 for food, gas, diapers. They rent, they, they mortgage, and they should be able to go to the church and receive help. But you know what? Churches are in a place where they're asking for help. It's not supposed to be this way, people. And a lot of it is put upon us, the people, because we need to pay the tithe and the offering into the storehouse. I was listening to someone earlier today, and they were saying in this pandemic, God is going to prosper you. Do you believe that? God will prosper you in the midst of a pandemic. God will prosper you in the midst of a famine. God will do so. Why? Because he is God. If you trust and believe, you shall receive. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is all that we have for today. This is the last uh, day that we are going over uh, spiritual warfare. We've been on this for about five or six weeks. Hallelujah. We're going to be going into next uh, week. Hallelujah. Some key elements to bring blessings into your life. Amen. And one of them is tithing and offering. Amen. Tithing and offering brings protection to your home. The tithe and the offering brings an abundance into your house. You reap, you sow, you reap. You reap, you sow. You sow, you reap. Amen. Is what the Bible says. Glory be to God. I want to see those of MBKI grow financially. Financially. And there's only one way to do it. And this is by the spiritual principles laid out in the word of God. So we're going to be going over these spiritual principles so that you can apply them into your life. And watch God fulfill his promises. He's not a man to where he could lie. His promises are true. Amen. He asks us to do, and then he says, and I'll reward you. So prepare yourself to receive the reward as you understand the principles that he has set for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to... Open up the lines here real quick. Uh, if anyone has any questions pertaining to the message that is before the teaching, uh, this is your time. Uh, if you have a prophetic word that the Lord may have spoken to you, uh, uh, bring that forth as well. We always love to see people exercise their giftings. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So the, the line is open. Hallelujah to you now. Don't let everybody talk at once.
Any words? Amen. Amen. We got people on this line. Nobody want to talk. I must have done a great job. My God. Well, thank you, Lord. I really came through. Glory be to God. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign out. I want to wish everyone a, a happy Turkey Day. Amen. Enjoy your family. Love on one another. And this, I'm going to challenge you. Go to that individual that you just despise and make up with them this holiday season. Love on them. Love on them. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to learn more about our weaponry and how we can overturn and overthrow the tactics of the enemy. Father, I pray that this word is not falling on deaf ears, that individuals will continue to study the word to show themselves approved, that they will apply this into their lives, hallelujah, and begin to break the chains, hallelujah, that the enemy has bound them up in, Father God, hallelujah. Help them, Father God, to continue to move forward in you. Hallelujah, that your peace, Father God, that patheth all understanding may be able to wash away all confusion and all witchcraft that may be coming against their hearts and their mind in this hour and in this season. Father God, we are in perilous times. Hallelujah. I pray, Father God, that you will continue to increase the faith of each and every person within the sound of my voice, those listening on podcasts and those from other countries that are listening in and will be listening in here in the episode. In coming future, bless us all, hallelujah, as we go forth, Father God, in the remainder of this day, and allow your ministering angels to minister to us as we slumber. In the mighty name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Father God, we pray, amen and amen. I want to say God bless you. God bless you. We will see you on Friday for beta mentoring, amen. Hallelujah. It's going to be a power-packed night, so make sure that you make it on time because, man, it's going to be good. So we'll see you then, and until then, walk by faith, not by sight. Be blessed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.